Hey there, everyone. I'm Sherry Dixon, and this is Strong Inside and Out, the show where we focus on all of the strategies and tips that will empower you to design your best life, living strong inside and out. Hey there, y'all. Welcome back to Strong Inside and Out. This is episode number 11 called Let's Sweat the Small Stuff. Happy Halloween, everyone. Yes, I am recording today on Monday, October 31st. After a very long week last week of lots of different activities for Halloween at my school, And then, of course, today, I think all the crazies were out and about. So I am enjoying my Monday evening and bringing you my thoughts this week about small details. So as I have been thinking through all of the work that I've been doing over the last few months, I started to think about when I've been the most successful. And I kind of went all the way back to when I was a kid, because if you know me, I am certainly one of the quintessential Gen Xers. I was born in the 70s. I grew up in the 80s and I found my adult self, at least I think I did, in the 90s. And I've always been someone who was looking for leadership opportunities and always on that continual path of learning and making myself better. So this will not surprise you when I tell you, I think I read all of the self-help books that were out there before self-help was actually a thing. I did Stephen Covey, John Maxwell, Spencer Johnson, Dale Carnegie, John Gray. I could go on and on and on. But, you know, I was thinking this summer about one that was titled Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, which actually was purchased for me by a friend. And I found it on my shelf today. And it is dated in the book to me, December 1998. So as you can see, I am absolutely accurate when I say I was looking to find myself in the 90s. Now my friend, she bought this for me and I have to admit, I don't, I didn't ever read it. I didn't even read the table of contents until today. And that was a long time ago. And I think she meant well giving me this gift because, as she told me at the time, she wanted me to get started on my journey to being a recovering perfectionist. And she thought that a book like this would help me. So at the time, I guess I just wasn't ready to let that go yet. And I put the book on a shelf. It eventually went in the box. And to be honest, I didn't even think it survived all the different moves that I've made in my life since 1998. And I always thought, well, of course, this is going to be an excellent book. It's out there. It's well known. People buy it. You know, that's back when books were paper. I'm thumbing through it right now as I speak to you. And 
I'm thinking I should probably read it now because it just so happened to pop back up on my bookshelf. And maybe that's a sign. But I do want to say that over the past couple of years, I've always thought maybe the real work is in the small details. So I'm not saying that Dr. Richard Carlson is not very intelligent and he's not onto something because reading the, the introduction of the book, I think it absolutely makes sense. He talks about how he really wanted to write this so that people understand that sometimes we get so stuck on the small things that are happening to us in life. We make them way bigger than what they really need to be. We react and we react and we react and then we never can get past that. So I am going to take time over the next few weeks and I am going to read this. And as a matter of fact, I was meeting with a teacher today in my office and we were talking about this and talking about my thoughts on this subject. And she actually purchased the book while we were sitting there. So this will be a great opportunity for me to work with my teacher and kind of coach myself and possibly her as well. So I am going to take the time to read it. But I also want to get back to the title of this week's podcast. And I titled it, Let's Sweat the Small Stuff. Because as I mentioned, I think over all of these years, when I have been able to make sustainable change, now that's the key word, sustainable change. I really think it was because of the small details the small steps and the small celebrations along the way where I've been able to actually accomplish the change. And so I think that there is something to this when we sweat the small stuff. Now let's back up. When I think about, in quote, sweating, the small stuff, maybe that's not really the phrase that we would want to use. Maybe it's more about, think about the small details. Prepare for the small details. I'm not quite sure yet, but I am really feeling that this has been one of my key strategies in accomplishing goals. So I want to share a little bit with you about a situation that happened last year. So you all know I currently work full time as an elementary principal and I'm in Houston. So I work in the state of Texas and in Texas, like many other states at this time, we have to make sure that we are focused and that our schools make the required marks when it comes to the accountability system. And this is based on student performance on standardized assessments. Now, if I think back over my last 16 years as a principal, I have to say I've had years where my students have done really, really well. And then I've had some years where I've experienced some dips in performance, and that has caused us to have to receive those embarrassing ratings. And then I have to go justify those embarrassing ratings to upper administration and to the community. So last year, we saw something really strange happen, though. 
And I have to tell you, reflecting on that, I promise you, it did not happen by accident. We spent time really thinking about all the big things. And it was the year after the pandemic year. So, of course, we were so far behind and so many of our students were struggling with not just academic skills, but social emotional skills as well. And not only were the students struggling, but my teachers were struggling as well. But I really thought, and especially after this many years doing this, I really thought I needed to change something up. Something just wasn't working. We were able to make some gains, like I mentioned, but they weren't sustainable. And so I changed my thinking a little bit and I switched gears a little bit with my team because I wanted to get them to understand how important the small things are and that these small things really do matter. It's not just about those great big goals. So without going into this very long story, we actually ended up hitting a very high rating on accountability, which was great for us because I do have a very challenging school. And now because of that success, everybody is motivated to want to do even better this year. So of course, we're shooting for the top rating. And what I find myself doing so much this year with my team is really going back to paying attention to the small details, which this is why I decided to write to my blog yesterday and do today's podcast, because small details matter, especially when you're working toward big change. So let me just tell you, I tell people all the time, going from zero to 60 is impossible. It is. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to be very motivated for the first couple of weeks. Then it's going to feel very hard. And then you're going to realize you may not be able to sustain this extra work, this extra time commitment, and you quit. And so I like to really, really stress to people, let's start with baby steps. Let's take one step at a time. Now, as I mentioned, I'm an elementary principal and I've taken on some challenging schools over the year. And at first, when you go into a turnaround school, you have to take the big, big things that are really going to have the most impact. But then once you do that, that's when you have to step back and say, okay, I did that. Now, where do I go next? And that's where you think about those small changes. And that is the same thing with anything in life. After I got divorced, my first inkling was sell the house, move away, start a new life. So I did. I did it all. Completely new, completely different place where nobody knew me. I got the job. I got a different house. I went zero to 60 because I was feeling so miserable at the time. It lasted two years. And then I realized that that was a big move, a big step, a zero to 60 
that I wasn't prepared for and I couldn't sustain it. And I found myself coming right back to Houston. And it wasn't just that experience. It's so many different experiences in my world that I think, yes, I have to make a commitment. And yes, I want to set a big goal. But I also remind myself, we only get to the big goals when we have the right action plan with the small steps along the way. Because change that is big is not so easily sustainable unless you have those small steps and those milestones along the way to help keep you on track. Because it doesn't just keep you on track, but it also gives you times to celebrate some accomplishment along the way. Let's think about this. What if in starting this new business, and remember, I'm working probably 45 to 60 hours a week on schoolwork, and then another 10 to 12 hours a week on this side business. So if we think about that, and I say to myself, I will celebrate when I make $100,000 in my side business. Now, again, let's think this through. I'm working 10 to 12 hours per week on the side business. Nobody knows me yet. I'm still green. I'm still raw. I'm still learning. I don't know how to market myself as effectively as I will in the future. Yes, I got started, but I still have a ways to go. If I tell myself I'm not celebrating anything until I hit that milestone of $100,000 from this business, I'm going to be honest, I may give up before I get there. I've made a few hundred dollars in the last couple months, but a few hundred as compared to a hundred thousand, I've got a long way to go. What keeps me focused is that I am really focusing on the small steps and the small wins and the details in order to get me there. Now, I don't know if all of you know this, but I also built a house last year. I closed July of 2021. It was perfect timing to build a house. I put my money down in January of that same year, 2021, and I hit just right. Housing had been increasing here in Houston, which we are actually a pretty good market. But right after I put down the earnest money and locked in on my contract, Housing went skyrocketing. However, interest rates were still very low. And my timeline of being able to complete the build, because I did build, and closing on my loan, I was still able to get an incredible interest rate. So I'm promising you I got pretty lucky. However, when I did it, I did it on a whim. I was, I knew I'd been talking about this. I've been planning this. I've been thinking it through, but I was scared. I'm single. Yes, I have a good salary. No, I hadn't been thinking about this side business at that point in time. And I just felt like, you know what, at this point in time, let's just go ahead and do it. So I was driving down the road. I noticed the sign that said only three lots left. And I thought, 
I'm going to do it. This is the time to do it. So I pulled in. I made the decision and I actually got the very last lot and I was able to get this house. So as I mentioned, I kind of did this on a whim, right? Now, I have a good job. I could afford it. However, I wasn't prepared to purchase a house. I didn't have money in the bank. I had some, but not enough. I didn't have all my finances in order. And I didn't know if I was 100% ready to take that first step. So here's what I had to do. I had to really think about the small details and I had to stay focused on them. Of course, I had posted up on my wall, my closing date, my timeline, my motivation, my overall arching goal was July, 2021. However, that's a big, scary goal. And in order for me to get to that, I had to really spell out and detail out every step along the way. Because here's what I learned, and I did blog about this, but I've never spoken about this here on this podcast. Buying a home as a single woman is a little bit intimidating. And I'm going to tell you why. And I don't remember this ever happening 20 years ago when I built a home with my ex-husband that time we were married. The home was going into both of our names. He had a job at the time we started the build. So we both were going on the loan. We were a couple. I learned, and this is a whole conversation for another episode, but I learned that they were focused on the fact that I was a single woman. They even put it in my closing documents. Sherry Dixon, a single woman, purchased, blah, 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 blah. That's intimidating. And I knew I wanted this house so badly. I knew that I wanted to be done paying rent. I knew that I wanted to be somewhere where I was actually investing. And I knew that I wanted to have this experience where I built this home all by myself, decorated it all by myself, designed it all by myself. So I couldn't fail. So I set the big goal and I set the little steps along the way. And here I am over a year later, enjoying my lovely dream home. I think too about marathon training. Now I'm only half crazy, so I only run half marathons each year. But once I set the goal, this is when it's going to happen. This is what I want my time to be. Then it's the small details along the way. I've been doing that. I've completed 11 of those now. So they, it works for me. I've had success at the schoolhouse using this method last year. And I'm seeing it still continue to move along this year. So it works for me. And it worked when I was purchasing and building my home. So, as I said, I think Dr. Richard Carlson has a lot of great information. And I will continue to share little things that I learned along the way. Because I do absolutely agree. 
we do get to a point where we get so stressed and so overwhelmed that we make the little things the big things. But in the right context, with the right supports, maybe my biggest advice to everybody out there is it maybe it is time to sweat the little things. Maybe it is time to spend a little bit of your energy and attention on designing your path so that you can meet these great big goals. And I feel pretty confident that if it can work for me in all of these different situations, that I definitely can say I recommend it to you. So this week, I challenge you. Think about all of the small things that are adding up to big things in your life. And focus on them. Don't let the little details get away from you. And I promise you will see yourself moving toward those big goals. Don't let them stress you. Don't let them become bigger than what they need to be. But put them into perspective. Design the details effectively. Get support if you need it. And you will be on your path to success. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Strong Inside and Out. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button on Apple or the follow button on Spotify. And as always, if you know someone who would love this episode as well, please feel free to share it with them. Now, I'm going to tell you to check me out at www.findagirlandherdog.com. I'm going to tell you to see all of my social media posts that I've been working on over the last few weeks. But I also want to share with you In addition to this great book that's out, I have been working very hard on my newest course. My course is called Confident, Courageous, and Clear. Learning to live life on your own terms. It is going to be a four-month course, and I'm wanting to really make sure it gets out sometime in the month of November. Y'all, I think this is going to be my best work yet. I have learned so much from so many different people. Networking in person, virtually, while I worked on this book, listening to other coaches, practicing with clients, and just really stepping back and reflecting on all of the great things that I've been able to accomplish in life and how I've done it. Now, I promise you, you're smart. You could do this on your own. I did. But it took me a really long time to get to this place. After that last pivot of my divorce, it took me about 10 years to get here. And I certainly don't want that for anyone. We're not getting any younger. So if you are interested, and checking that out, or you'd like to hop on a call with me, please reach out. I would be happy to discuss all of the great things that are going to be part of the course and any additional ways that I can help you and support you. Now, if you're not ready for that right now, 
please continue to feel free to listen to this podcast, check out my blog, and follow me on social media. But if you think that this course might be for you, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on Facebook at A Girl and Her Dog Coaching and Consulting, and you can find me on Instagram at A Girl and Her Dog 19. I'll see you next week for another fantastic episode of Strong Inside Out. And until then, stay strong.